everyone. Good evening. Welcome to a special Cat Space episode of Cat Space. I am Cat. This is Buckets. And our family member, Leon. Hi. Hi. Oh, so, been a while. It's been a while, my friend. It's been a while. So, let's get started. As we all know, Miss Berejiklian on Friday, last Friday, has willingly resignated. And now Dominic Perrottet is our new premier for the time being. And with all the research I've done on Gladys and I've been listening to her 11 presses, let's start with the first question. Did Gladys willingly resign to avoid an ICAC investigation? Oh, there is literally no doubt about that. Because you know what? Like a lot of people are seeing um, Gladys's work on the um, COVID uh, pandemic, and she's done a fairly good job about that. But there are lots of other times in her career when she was a treasurer, when she was also a transport minister, that there are a lot of shady things that she actually did do. Um, and they're only coming to light now. And um, I'm kind of, I, I, I think it's really just to avoid um, a um, ICAC investigation. And I think it was either, well, I can basically, you know, resign now willingly, or I can basically have a picture with me with cuffs around my, my, uh, my wrists in a police car, having to pay this much amount of money. So I better get out right now. Kind of thing. What funny, funny enough, I think she's definitely avoiding an ICAC investigation with all the corruption and all the issues surrounding her secret relationship with um, a former member of parliament. And, you know, the fact that she has been, well, she has been honest in her dealings, but even though our, uh, our prime minister has hailed her a hero or heroic for keeping her safe during COVID times, but the thing is, when you have her Deputy Prime Minister, Barilaro, resigning, quote, mental health concerns, did he resign on mental health concerns or did he resign full knowing that they could come after him too? Yeah, I, I think it was that. It was like, if Gladys um, resigns, then the, then ICAC are just going to come after him next. And I think that's, that's had a lot to do with it. There were a lot of question marks um, about... Um, Bruz, as we like to call yeah, it. Bruz. Um, which I think is hilarious. Um, but I think that if um, Gladys wasn't going to take the fall for it, then Bruz would take the fall for it next and they would come after him. So, what do you think, Leon? Um, well, quite well, to be honest, this is not the first time where we've lost a premiere because of ICAC. Now, um, I think we lose before. I know one of the we, we, I think we lost Mike. We lost Mike Baird, I believe, because of the same issue. Was it Mike Baird? Also, oh, Barry O'Farrell over a bottle of wine, and Gladys Berejiklian over her estranged relationship with Daryl Maguire. Now, the, the issue with with, uh, with Gladys Berejiklian, we knew that her, but her um, her term, or I should say, uh, had been terminal because. I hate to say that term because it's actually true because in 2020, uh, was 20, sorry, it was in 2018. I think it was, 
it might have been 2018 where she faced a vote of no confidence in the lower house. Uh, she survived that uh, 47-38. In the upper house, she survived the 21-20 after the deciding vote was from the Liberal president at the time too. So she survived that. But her personal life, right, is because she was involved in a relationship and that wasn't disclosed. What wasn't disclosed at the time was the fact that Daryl Maguire had been in certain... Um, um, you know, had certain, uh, uh, what's it, complicated? Uh, he had a debt that he needed to pay. Some, you know, he had other deal. He had other dealings he was dealing with at the time. Five million dollars. That was the. And he I, got- I don't. I don't really know the full terms of it, but the, Gladys Berejiklian didn't realize that until it was too late. And when she, when that started coming through, well, quite frankly, she dumped his ass. Um quite frankly, well-deservingly so, because it, because Daryl Maguire threw Gladys Berejiklian literally under the bus because she, at the time, was the uh, state premier. And once this situation with her personal life came to life, I mean, everyone was just running into the ground. And that was going to be curtains on her career. Technically, it should have been... It should have been the uh, unfortunately it should have been the end of her, her career unfortunately months ago but obviously with the situation with the pandemic and how it actually reared its ugly head again during uh 2020 put that icac uh, uh situation on hold for a short time now this was um in june 2021 um but i don't like that this idea that ICAC had come forward now because it was at this point where she was about to be named. Now, if she, she should have, unfortunately she should have gone months ago, but if she'd gone months ago, we wouldn't have, I don't know if we would have had this roadmap in place. We're literally less than one week away from everything starting to reopen. Now, I'm not exactly sure if um, this would, if we would be in the situation we are, like close to reopening, if Gladys Berejiklian had been gone before that. But uh, ICAC has done what they needed to do, unfortunately. This is by the letter of the law, and I think she mentioned this letter of the law because it actually not only has brought down two previous premiers, it's also sent two uh, Labor MPs to jail. I think it was Eddie O'Beads, one of those uh, people that have been thrown in jail before. And I can't remember the other person as well. But anyway, the situation it was terminal and she, unfortunately she had to go. And now we have a new state premier. Yes. Here's a, here's a random question I want to ask before we get into the next one is before she was a state premier of New South Wales, she was a treasurer. Why didn't they look into her funds, into her emails, into her text messages, into her, uh, you know, letters from her office when she was a treasurer, still dealing with Darren Maguire, still dating him and giving him $5.5 million for a shooting clubhouse in, in Wagga? I mean, as a treasurer, if you're, not, if you're going to be shady and shifty, why not look into her as a treasurer then and get her and 
get her under investigation then rather than wait till she's pregnant. Yeah, I, I thought that's, that was... That's what I never understood. Why wait until she's in the most powerful position possible to take her down when you could have just taken her down when she was treasurer? It would have been much simpler. And I, I wonder if it's actually politically motivated that her timely um, execution, as it would, um, is because other people want to take her place badly. Um, I, I wonder if that's really got more to do with it because otherwise, otherwise um, they could have just got rid, of, got rid of Gladys when she was a treasurer, when she did all those other shady dealings, especially when she was a transport minister. So, and ICAC knew about all those as well. So why wait until she's a premier? Exactly. Why wait this long? Yeah, just just prosecute her when she's, they've got the evidence. When they like, should have. You know, okay, I do understand like court exists and you've got to build up a case and I understand that. But when you surely when you've got enough evidence to prosecute on a singular crime, the first thing you should do is take the crime to court and prosecute. Okay. Why wait four or five years? That's what I don't get. So um, I think the situation, uh, the situation there might, I think you might be right about that. She, she, was, she, she wasn't the premier at the time. Gladys Berejiklian was the treasurer of New South Wales uh, in 2015. She was appointed the treasurer in 2015. And I'm not kidding you. I'll just check this up. Would you like to know when she was appointed the treasurer? On April the 1st, 2015. On April Fool's Day. Exactly. That's not April <laughs> Fool's Day either. Unfortunately, that's what happened. Oh, uh, my Lord. You know what? Why did so, we think yeah, he's coming? Um, April Fool's. The situ the, this, this situation with Gladys Berejiklian and Daryl Maguire all would have happened around the same time because around the same time that Gladys Berejiklian became the treasurer. So um, she should have declared, uh, she should have made a de declaration. That was the word I was looking for. She should have declared that she was in a relationship with this guy long before, um, long before ICAC started looking into her affairs. That's because, right. um, you know, if she had done that, we wouldn't be talking about this today. Hey, we wouldn't be talking about this today and Gladys Berejiklian would still be the premier. Exactly. Next question. Uh, with Gladys's departure, is this the worst time to have a leadership spill or challenge? Yes, I, I think so. Because like, even though Gladys did have a few um, skeletons in her closet, um, she was particularly good at um, the COVID rollouts and she um, was leading New South Wales quite well um, as far as coronavirus. Sure, I mean, everyone hates the Liberal government when all their freedoms are taken away from them, but she did actually keep people very, very safe. And that was a good thing. And I think that's why people um, are starting to miss her when she's gone. And it's also another reason why a lot of people are afraid um, when someone else replaces her, because it's like, well, are you going to do what Gladys is gonna, has been doing every single day? Um, or are you going to put us into a situation where we have to have another lockdown? Um, so I think that's kind of scaring people right now. What do you think? All right. So I think, I, to be honest, I actually think it's a good time. Don't get me wrong. I think it's actually the perfect time for 
this replacement now, so I'm going to disagree with you because now that we've got a reopening, um, I guess it's time for new blood to have a go at this. So we've got a new uh, premier in Dominic Perrottet, uh, who is now who is actually the youngest New South Wales premier. Can you believe it? He's only 39. I know he, he doesn't even so look it. He looks older. Age. Sorry, but he looks older. Yeah, well, he kind of looks older because he's wearing, A, he's wearing glasses, and B, he was a lawyer. The thing is, right, I saw him, and I was saying to Kat the other day that um, that that our new premier basically looks like um, the picture of greens for, for the pancake mix. <laughs> I thought he looked exactly the what same. Is, what does he look for? What does he look like? <laughs> I thought he looked exactly the same, you know. Okay, so. Hang on, who does he look like? I thought, you know, greens, pancake mixture. And it has the guy that um, Mr. Green that obviously makes the pancake mixture. If if you look at Mr. Green on Green's pan- pancake mixture, it looks exactly the same as our new premiere. Just go ahead, look at it. While you bring up the next question, I will look it up and I'll see if I can come up with this picture, the comparison. Before I go to the next question, I do want to put my two cents in this. Is this the right time for a leadership sport challenge? I have to agree with Leon. It is the right time, as he said, we're opening up. And it is the right time to have new blood for now to take advantage and lead us out of a dangerous situation, out of lockdown, and get us into the 80% mark or maybe higher. Um, I know my second dose is coming up soon, so that's what I think. Next question is, is this the biggest crime, her involvement with Darren Maguire? What I mean by that question, if we look at it, let's break it down. Okay, for five years, she has had a, quote, secret relationship with the former disgraced member of parliament, Darren Maguire, for five years, even through COVID. Then they broke up. And then, you know, people are saying, oh, it's none of our business what her private life is or what her love life is. It may not be our business, but when you're doing shady dealings with a a former member of parliament and you're hiding it from the public, you're hiding it from your family and friends, you're hiding the truth, and then all of a sudden it comes out like a volcano eruption, then, you know, her involvement is sure a crime because we didn't know what was going on. And all these, all this stuff of, you know, removing, you know, said words, removing conversations. And then ICAC got a hold of all her conversations on paper, on text, on, on audio. And then when we all heard it back, we were like, wow. Even though, look, her love life, None of our business. But I, I, when you're a state premier and you're looking after us during the worst time of our lives, during a dark time, you doing this, you're affecting us in the long run to not, one, trust you, two, believe you, or three, re-elect you into office. I don't I don't think her sleeping with Daryl Maguire is the biggest crime that she's actually committed. In saying that, a lot of politics today, unfortunately, is about identity politics. And so... A lot of people would want to see um, someone with substance, someone that isn't cheating around, someone that isn't corrupt, obviously. Um, And maybe there's a bit of um, this person shouldn't be having an affair with this person because it's immoral or whatever. But to be honest, I don't think that's the biggest crime that Gladys Bazookalian has actually uh, committed, to be perfectly honest. I think that's the lightest crime that she's committed. Out of, out of everything she's done. Okay. What so. do you think? Um, well, amazingly enough, right now, uh, 
Well, right now she is in a relationship with um, what's her name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, it was Arthur Moses right now, who has been representing her as a lawyer into the corruption against her former boyfriend, Dale Maguire. So she's not exactly she's not exactly uh, trying to uh, you know distance himself, distance herself from everybody else. Especially, especially with um, like the problem. Problem with is no matter what you say as a politician, is amplified and magnified like tenfold. You could be saying, "I sneezed" or whatever, and next thing you know, some random left wing nut job's going to go crazy, like he believes in COVID and all that sort of crap, <clears throat> all that sort of all that nonsense, right? I don't personally believe, I don't care, you know, I don't care if she, um, you know, has a relationship with whoever she wants, right? I don't care about that. Um, the thing is, like, when you start saying stuff, when it when it gets out there, when it first appears, you're a dead man walking, or in this case, she's a dead woman walking, pardon, pardon, but I hope that's not the case, right? And it wouldn't be the first time where ICAC decided to chase people down and got it wrong. So all of this time, right, she could face the ICAC investigation. And she'll go, she'll face it, obviously. And if they find that there's insic- there's um, not sufficient information, you know, not sufficient anything. Evidence. Yeah, evidence, that's the word. Thank you. There's not, there's not a sufficient evidence to send her to trial then Gladys Berejiklian is thrown away for career for nothing. She was looking for an out, and she got one, thanks to ICAC. Now, here's the thing that troubles me. I recently did a course, Radio and Journalism Fundamentals, and the issue is I was trying, when I was doing my research, I happened to pop up on a web on a website that uh, a journalist has written about her saying, you know, She's a female journalist, a girl, and she and she said, uh, "Gladys is a hero. Gladys is, you know, a powerful woman. Or power to Gladys. We need more women like her in power. She did no wrong. She's an angel. She's a saint. She's perfect. She did her job with class and elegance and dignity. She represents all women. No offense to all women, because I'm a woman, but I'm sorry. That's that's a bit rich." She lied to all of us. I'm sorry. There are people for her and there are people against her. I Hang don't on, wait, wait, wait. How has she lied to us? Well, well, I, well I mean, like that, I, one of the things I find uh, is the naughty thing. Oh, no, no, no. How has she lied to us? And what, what, what way has she lied to us, Kat? Well, okay. Would you like to answer that? No, question? you go with that one. Okay. Well, I, she has lied to us when she said she had, uh, first she said she had a, um, relationship with Daryl Maguire, but then she said she stopped having a relationship with Daryl Maguire, and the relationship kept going on. So when there was an investigation on her and um, some money that was stolen by Daryl Maguire or and or missing, when she said she had no knowledge of of said information, um, she lied about that because she obviously knew about it, and even Daryl Maguire admitted that she knew. So she there she has actually lied before. Um, 
I'm sure that there are a lot of um, females out there that see Gladys as a female uh, representing um, their sex um, and as a, as a role model, if, if you will. But I believe that people shouldn't be um, basing uh, politics on their sex. They should really be basing their politics mm. on their behaviour, their decisions and their policy, because that's what um, that's what um, politics is. It's all about policy. That's right. You're, right about that. it, you're right about that. It needs to be if judging, judging a position needs to be based on skill, not based on gender equality because that's where you start screwing yourself over because there are plenty of people out there you're just screwing over because of the fact that they're a male or a female exactly i'm not here to offend or upset anybody this is just a, an opinion podcast it's just based on opinions and thoughts but i'm a female but the thing is do i trust our former premier absolutely not do i believe what she says absolutely not Yes, I, I give her credit where credit is due. She kept her safe during COVID. She had a roadmap out of lockdown and COVID. She got people to get vaccinated. And now numbers are dropping thanks to her. Yes, I give her credit where credit is due. But other than that, other than that, it's kind of like one minute she's saying, I didn't have any association. And then you have her former partner saying she knew about this. Like she knew, I told her all this stuff. And you could hear her in the audio saying, oh, don't tell me anything. It's none of my business. But it is your business when you're hearing it. Yeah, but when she said, you do what you need to do, because that just was- Just don't tell just, me. Just don't, just, I don't want to know, it, but you do what you need to do. So that's effectively acknowledging what Daryl Maguire is doing, but just not bothering to report him when he's breaking the law. Um. So that's an accessory. She's effectively an accessory, and and being an accessory to a crime when you're you you're knowing that someone is um, stealing money off the um, taxpayer unlawfully is a crime. And her as the premier or any um, um, stage of government, whether whether that was her being a treasurer um, or a transport minister, she should have basically reported him in. But instead, she just slept with him. And, and just for the record, the operation that's currently uh, happening right now with ICAC is called Operation Keppel, which is the investigation into um, conflict of interest. Uh, was it around around uh, the was the Riverina uh, the River uh, the Riverina Consortium of Music and Wagga Wagga back in 2018? Yeah, that's right. This is this is these are some of the these are some of the things that I'm looking at right now. Um, it's Definitely. in connection with a grant funding uh, which is promised or awarded to the Australian Clay Target Association in 2016-17 and the Riverina Consortium of Music in Wagga Wagga 2018 as well. That's two, that's two of the um, issues that, uh, that's been floating around at the moment. Now that you mention it, I wasn't going to ask this question because we talked about it, but it will hit. Were the previous corruption charges during that time when she was treasurer, now you you said something about the conservative, uh, the the what is it? Riverina Consortium of Music and Wagga Wagga back in yeah. twenty eighteen. Again, were the previous corruption charges during the time when she was treasurer? She was treasurer then, not state premier. Does that make is she guilty for that? If she, um, if she knew about them, yeah. Um, if she, uh, um, 
if she was complicit so. in stealing funds, then yes, if not. Or giving it, funds. It could be um, debated. Would you like to explain what exactly was the, the, the thing that ICAC is really um, exploring that you just mentioned? All right, so what they're investigating is between 20, 2012 and 2018, uh, whether or not uh, Gladys Berejiklian engaged in, con in conduct that con uh, constituted or involved or breach of public trust by exercising public functions and circumstances where she was in a position of conflict between her public duties and her pri uh, private interest as a person who was involved in a personal relationship with the then member for member of parliament, Daryl Maguire, in connection with the grant funding of promises uh, awarded to the Australian Clay Target Association in 2016-2017, uh, the Riverina Consortium of Music in Wagga Wagga 2018, and also whether or not uh, Gladys Berejiklian had um, partial involvement in the uh, in the Australian Clay Target Association in 2016 and 17, and also the, uh, as we go, it just goes on and on, uh, cons constituted or involved the dishonest or partial, partial exercise in her official functions and or breach of public trust by refusing to exercise her duty to pursuant to Section 11 of the Independent Commission Against Corruption Act in 1998 to report any matter that she suspected on reasonable grounds concerning or concerned that or may concern corrupt contact corrupt conduct in relation to the conduct of Mr. Daryl Maguire and was liable to allow or encourage the occurrence of corrupt conduct by Mr. Maguire. Well hang on that's then that means that she's guilty on both counts then. So the no, no, we're not we can't say she's guilty because she's not she needs to go through the. Just needs to go oh, through the process she does, first. She does actually need to go with go through the the courts. The courts have to. Um, her lawyers do need to basically um, check if she there has been a conflict of interest. But just looking at her current behaviour now, how she's currently making love to her lawyer, and her lawyer that she's making love to is the one that's actually representing her, and she has made love to Daryl Maguire. I mean, that's almost clear evidence that um, uh, she has a habit of, um, you know, be, a habit of um, being uh, constantly breaking the conflict of interest courts. I mean, the, it, it's it's almost right in front of you. The only thing we haven't done yet is put her on trial and um, proved her innocent or guilty. The thing is, here's my problem is it's a show trial right now. My problem is it's a show trial right now. That's that's my problem with the whole thing. Uh, that ICAC chose this point in time to uh, target this, to go after it now. Um, I'm really surprised that ICAC would do it in this particular form. In this particular form, do it right now. They're going to do it event. They're going to do this eventually. I mean, this is something right that could have been done in private. I'm assuming what happened is ICAC would have informed Gladys Berejiklian in the night before, which I think is what I think she actually said this. Uh, I think she actually said this um, uh, during her resignation that she was informed last night or the night before that she was going to be named. So this is the reason why she decided she chose the idea to step down. Now, um, step down, fine, right? But I think 
with the situation that this is in, with the with the fact that there may be conflicts of interest, especially with two um, with these uh, two organisations, these uh, this uh, Australian Clay Target Association and also the uh, Riverina Consortium of Music and Wagga Wagga. Now that could be a problem as well. That that's probably the reason there might be something there that she may remember. Mm. And yeah. by saying that and naming that, we can't put this to air. That's right. So let's go with what you've just said. No, no, we'll, 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 we'll try to put it on air. No, we won't. Yes, we will. No. <laughs> we can't. We can't. Then we'll have we to can't it because up. we've just named them. Anyway, let's continue on. The next question. The next question where you've said something very strong, which is what does it mean to have a public trust breach in your own words? Oh, when you breach the public trust, man, <laughs> you might as well, you might as well just hang you might as well just head out to the gallows because once you lose the trust of the people, you can't get them back. Yeah. Um I, I'm I, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's very true. Um, but how many politicians um, have we had that have lost the trust of the people that have all of a sudden just gained it again? Kevin Rudd, Julia Gillard, Kevin Rudd. Um, who else was there? John Howard. I mean, John, John Howard. John Howard was the second serving prime minister of Australia. Second longest. Second I think that's what you were going for. But there, there were, I, like, people I remember, got sick of him. Um, look, I, I remember being in many protests against John Howard. Um, and I saw that there was a, like almost a protest every week against John Howard, but still um, he um, managed to be voted in year after year. Well, I, when I say year, I should really say, um, um, not uh, season's a good word, but uh, he, he continued to get uh, voted in over and over and over and over again. Um, and um, he, again, like he could, he could have equaled um, um, our longest um, serving prime minister, um, but there was a point in time when everyone just lost trusted him and then he lost the election. But uh, again, um, he, he managed to get through it. So, you know, it depends on the, the only reason why they why they voted for Kevin Rudd is because they couldn't take John Howard anymore. It'd been around for such a long time. Been around. It'd been around longer longer than father time in Australian okay. politics, I should say. Here's the last two questions. Number six. Gladys says she's going to step down from Parliament effective immediately. Is that part of her own integrity, or is that just a sign of her guilt? Oh, I think it's a sign of her guilt. Uh, I know it's being sold as a uh, part of her integrity. I, I know that um, the Murdoch, Murdoch Media Corporation is spinning that as this um, integral um, leader that is so humble that she's willing to take her off the take her power own power away so that the um, the laws of B, um, keep um, the streets clean of corruption, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, th I think the reason why she's doing it is because of guilt. Um, but it's been spun so well that at the moment she's looking like a superhero when really it's just plain guilt. Because she said in her speech, I don't really want to do this, 
but it's the right thing to do. And that, and just by wording that one line is literally saying, um, I, I don't want to give up my power, okay? But I'm forced to do this because if I don't do this, then I'm going to appear even more corrupt. So I'll quit now. So. The fall of the dominance. Last question. Who will replace Gladys and will they do better or worse than Gladys? We've already answered that question, but I'll answer it. Anyway, we've got now Liberal Member of Parliament, Dominic Perrottet. Yeah, but now, he, I don't think he's going to Dominic Perrottet. Perrottet, yep, however you pronounce the surname. He's young, 39 years old. He's now our state premier. I saw his live press conference this morning. Um, I'm going to try to give him, I'm going to give him a chance, uh, but... As we all know, someone new on the job would be very nervous, very anxious to answer questions. Uh, I wish him good luck. And even though with the by-elections, with the federal election coming next year, as it's going to be called, um, whether he stays as our state premier or someone else comes into, comes into power, comes into government and puts someone else's state premier of new south wales we don't know i wish him all the luck and blessings uh i don't know i can't i'm not going to call it now i'm just going to wait and uh, see what he's like okay right so there's something about this right so our new premier right he uh has got a lot of things to do okay um he has selected all his ministers below him so he has selected his deputy minister and other ministers which is good um, but he also uh, he also has to deal with a by-election that's coming up. He also has to deal with um, a, another election because an election to replace the premiership is also coming up. So he might sit in his place for, for now, but that doesn't great, uh, guarantee that his seat is secured. Um, if he got properly elected, it would but he technically hasn't been elected to the premier seat. He was chosen by cabinet. Uh, yeah. Well, but first of all, right. Um, I'd be more, I'd be more interested to hear how it plays out in New South Wales parliament day one, when their team is sworn in, well, he's already made his decision and he's not going to change the lineup. He's not going to change the team, at least just yet. He's going to get past this pandemic first and then he's going to deal with that. So he's going to deal with that in the summer. But I'm curious to find out what will happen in day one of parliament because we all know when you have a change of leadership, day one, it's going to be Gladys Berry. This will be, this will be the question. Gladys Berry is no longer the New South Wales Premier. Why? It'll be like that all week. And if they don't get a satisfactory answer, Straight away, they will pull. They will try. Or the opposition will try and pull a no confidence against Dean Perrottet and the New South Wales uh, Liberal government. Straight away, they will try to. They will try to bring it down instantly, which which is going to which will fail because the fact that he Dean, uh, sorry, I could call him Dean Dominic, Dominic Perrottet was voted in thirty nine to five. So over. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name now. I just can't think of it at the top of my head. But Bros. But it was thirty-nine to five. The end result. Oh, Rob, so, so, against Rob so he was so he was voted in unanimously. 
So, but uh, if it was tighter than that, then that could have been a problem straight away from Do- for Dominic Perrottet, who will be facing his first uh, question time, whenever that may be, I think. But I know one thing is they'll be asking, they will take, they will hammer that home the whole week because I guarantee you that'll be that'll be played. Because I remember what happened in um, uh, what do you call it when the the LMP the the LMP it was the issue between uh, Malcolm Turnbull when he got rolled uh, and it was um, Turnbull um, just can't think of the other guy's name now I just can't think of it um, but anyway the point is when that happened and we had a leadership change and uh, Scott Morrison became the Prime Minister of Australia that was the question all week why isn't X the still a prime minister? Why is he no longer the prime minister? And next thing you know, we'll go all this week, in this case, it'll be why is Dominic Peretat refused to answer the question of why the, uh, the member, I think of Willoughby, I think she is. I think she's the yeah. member of Willoughby or, yeah. or former member of Willoughby yeah. is no longer the New South Wales Premier. That will be asked all week. Just watch. Powerful, very powerful. Last thoughts? Last words? Uh, right now, I think there's going to be a lots and lots of infighting within the Liberal Party. And with the, excuse my language, but if they don't get their shit, their shit together, I can't see them basically winning the next election. Uh, I also think if they fail New South Wales, um, like... Um, Melbourne has failed its own people. Um, we are going to struggle big time, and Man. people. We could we up. could not possibly struggle as bad as Victoria. You know how Disneyland's the happiest place on earth. Mm-hmm. Victoria is the most locked down city on earth. Mm-hmm. That's I'm sorry for those poor buggers over there in Victoria because I've got a friend in Victoria right now. Hearn, I hope you're I hope you're listening. I'm thinking about you, mate. You don't deserve to be in that shitstorm that you're in right now. I have I have friends, and I also have family. Uh, my cousin Phil, and my family friend Rock. I hope you, if you're listening, um, we're, we're all praying that you guys come out of this lockdown. And with the earthquake that just recently happened, they haven't had any luck. But the thing is, my last thoughts are: I cannot judge Mr. Peretet because he's just wet his feet and his ears. So I'm going to say I send him blessings and a lot of luck, and I'm going to see how he leads us out of this pandemic, and I'm going to see how he applies his knowledge and his job, how well he does, because I'm not going to sit here and say something that I don't know anything about. All I'm saying is good luck to him. He's a young guy, and lead us, please, and do do a proper job of it. I still think he looks like Green's pancake mixture. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I want some pancakes, I want some butter, I want some maple syrup and sugar as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope we're able to get you next week. Um, until then, thank you, Buckets, and thank you, Leon, for joining with, us. With any luck, I'll be. With any luck, I'll probably be. With any luck, I might be fully recovered by next week. 
Hope so. Hope so. Good night. Good night, Australia. Bye.